Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Ben Marshall, and welcome to the Green Suiters Podcast, episode 66. Yeah, baby. I'm just kidding, everybody. I'm not Ben Marshall. Ben Marshall is actually waiting for a bus for his child to be dropped off, and that bus is running late. So here we are, starting without him, and then he's probably going to rudely interrupt us in the middle of our podcast. I hope he catches the bus. <laughs> oh, he just texted me beyond yeah. in one sec. All right. Well, before we get into it, let me talk about this month's giveaway. And hopefully by the time I'm done talking about the giveaway, Ben can join us and he'll have no idea that I completely mocked him prior to him coming in. So the giveaway for the month of December is from our great friends, Woo! or excuse me, our great friend, Michelle from Leather by Dragonfly, accompanied with our sort of good friend Patrick, where's my son, <laughs> as my son likes to call him, Packwick. Packwick. Um, of Mouse Pads by Packwick. So they have, are nice enough to partner with us again this month on the giveaway, and they're giving away a Sedgley. Woo! Woo! And the ever popular. Mouse pad by Patrick. One lucky by, winner, everybody. By Packwick. By Packwick. This is open to all 50 states. To enter, all you need to do is go to greensuiterspodcast.com. Fill out the entry form one time per person, please. And enter for your chance to win. And we'll draw the winner uh, probably the first week of January. But somebody's going to get a Sedgley and a mouse pad. Hey, I just I have a question, Jason. Is when I when I enter all thirty of my entries that I normally do every month. Hey, um, can I just uh, get the mouse pad because I already have the pouch? Mm. I don't think so. Okay, I'll I'll just do twenty entries. Just throw the pouch away when you get it. <laughs> yeah. And then and then do a video of you doing it, like lighting it on fire. Oh my god. We'll, we'll tag leather by dragonfly. I'm just kidding, everybody. Don't do that. Hey, I just uh that was a hey, you did a holiday gift guide, didn't you? Uh or, I did. Did you well, was it wasn't Sedgley called in it? holiday gift guide? Uh two videos ago, yes. Yeah, the first I one. Just I just did. did uh my holiday Christmas gift guide on Sedge Tool, and guess what was in it? The Sedgley. The Sedgley. The Sedgley. It's pretty hmm. good. Hope they're giving you a kickback for that. Nope. Hope you, I, hope, I hope they're uh, offering affiliate sales. Hey, Packwick and Michelf, can you uh, <laughs> set up some affiliate sales? I'll, I'll give you some good websites to, uh, to use for affiliate programs. Just let me, Sedge, and Jevin do it, though. Yeah. Anyway, well, what have you been up to there, Mr. Sedgley? Ay, 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 ay. Well, is it silly that I'm asking that because I've been with you every single day since the last podcast? What have you been up to? Like, I don't know. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you what, though. I had some really good brisket this weekend. Mm. Dude, there is a big difference between regular choice and prime, isn't there? Oh my gosh. I'm a believer now. Hey, you know what? Marianne um, said something to me yesterday or tonight. I can't remember. And she said, 
you know what I really liked about Jason's brisket? I go, what? She goes, it wasn't overly smoky. Like, you know, when it yeah. comes off my green egg or like even she goes, Jevons is, is good, but you know, you get that heavy smoke like yours. And I go, yeah, he uses yeah. an offset smoker. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I go, it's because he uses a pellet. Um, but you also use the tubes to create the smoke, right? I do, but the only uh, th those tubes. So Jevin taught me that those tubes. I was using one when I switched to two. It made a drastic difference. But if I didn't use those at all, there would be almost no smoke flavor. Hmm. It'd be very, very, very light. Hmm. So the two, I've actually thought about getting a third tube and doing three of them next time just to see if I can get it even more dark. But I, I think that that last one was the sweet spot. Cool. So um, what else? I've been in my shop um, working on my cis wall in the shop, getting organized. I got rid of something this weekend that I've had for 30 years. Um, it was heading for a dumpster 30 years ago. It was a Freud router bit cabinet. You know, the big, you know, that one I had in the corner with all my mm -hmm. fasteners and stuff I've collected over the years. I finally gave it away to my buddy, Brian. He came and picked it up. Holy moly. I forget how heavy it was when it's even empty. It's heavy duty, but the slides were going on it. He's going to use it for something. But right when I, you know, Ben gave me this idea many, many episodes ago about a horizontal surface is a place for clutter. Mm -hmm. And the top of that, I made a wood top for that 30 years ago. And it's always been cluttered, <laughs> right? So he really gave me some food for thought. And I started thinking, you know what? I, I want to do the cis wall in front of my uh, closed up two bay garage doors that I did. And I went, you know what? I'm going to work it into a bunch of three drawer sauternas. You know what? It actually dovetailed in perfect. But here's the thing. I had, I had so much clutter and stuff that I gave away a ton of stuff, but I threw away a lot of stuff. It's just, mm -hmm. I'm never going to use it. I would pick something up and go, okay, am I going to use this? And I, I have gone into the mindset of decluttering and, okay, so I'm going to put this out to everybody listening. How many times have you needed like 10 bolts, 12 bolts for something? And you go, oh, I have Pretty those. much every day. I have those. <laughs> I know I have those. You know, those are... Uh, whatever thread, you know, quarter 20 threads, whatever. And you go in and instead of having 12, you have six. You still got to go to the daggone hardware store to get them, right? And they don't sell them in onesies, twosies. You got to buy another pack. You know what? I was tired of doing that. So whenever I need something, I'll just run to the hardware store. But I still got a bunch of nuts and bolts is what I'm saying. But I, yeah. I how do you say, I, I weaned it down. So I've been working on that. We shot a lot of video this weekend. We shot a lot. We're going to shoot a lot of video coming up. Um, Big D's back. Chris is fired up. And we're all taking some time off during the holidays. And we're going to start, build, we're going to do a couple build videos through those holidays. Danny's in town. Um, so we're going to shoot some videos with my grandson, Daniel. And I'm pretty stoked. Right when I thought Marianne and I had a, Christmas kind of chilling, just the two of us. <laughs> yeah. My Spoke God. Too soon. Lot, we got a lot of family coming in. So it's going to be cool. We're all going to hang out. And it's going to be a great holiday. I'm looking forward to it. Just getting all my 
at work getting all my loose ends tied up so I can just chill like I did in Ireland. So that's what I've been up to. Mr. Ben, what have you been up to? Uh, hanging out with you at festival. <laughs> awesome, um, dude. I'm going to miss yeah. you when you're done. I really am. Well, we got what? Two more weeks. Um, I, I mean, that's really, a did, you know, cook the brisket this weekend Been doing stuff around the house. Um, so Nicole and I are like trying to go through this, like, you know, eating right again, like really getting serious about it. Um, I've been committing to like waking up every morning and running, which has been fantastic. Ran every day last week and I ran uh, yesterday and today. So already starting to feel a lot better. Um, but the big thing I want to talk about, well, two things. So one, obviously, you know, I released that second YouTube video, which was basically a exact replica of the one that I released two weeks prior mm -hmm. that did so well. And I'm doing that as, so I'm working kind of like collaborating with uh, Drew Witt of Witt Works. Um, for those of you that are not familiar with him, go check out his his uh, YouTube channel, Witt Works, W-I-T-T -T Works. He will actually be on the podcast next month for sure. Um, but him and I are just kind of like throwing ideas back and forth with each other, you know, sharing tips and stuff like that. Anyways, I've always wanted to have somebody like that. Um, and so him and I have been talking while well, I did this video, it did great. Right. Which I'm not really surprised because it's a tool video, but it's the best video that I've had in well over a year. Um, and <clears throat> I can't remember if we talked about this on another podcast, but I needed that. I, I truly needed that video and I needed a video to do well because, um, over the past six months or so, I've been starting to not be so sure that, this is what I want to do full time, which is crazy because that's always been the plan. You know, I, I thought about just like, well, maybe I'll just take a job and continue doing this on the side and not stress about it. Right. And a lot of that was because I've been, you know, busting my butt in the little amount of free time that I've had for YouTube and not getting very good results. And, you know, luckily it, it, it took off and like, that's been really motivating for me and I'm super excited about it again. So anyways, I tested a theory based on some analytics that I was looking at and I released pretty much the same thing again. Well, this video is doing even better than that video. Mm -hmm. um, analytics are very similar. So I've been really deep diving into the analytics side, said, you know, because we've been talking about it a lot. Mm -hmm. um, I've really been deep diving into that aspect a lot lately. Um, so that's kind of a change for me. But the other thing I want to talk about, and I can't really say much. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna pull a Mike Coffee on this one. <laughs> but Sedge, I'll tell you about it tomorrow. Okay. I had a phone call this afternoon, and it's going to be exciting. Um, the it, it could be very, very, very good for me and my channel um, in a lot of ways. Uh, so good, even Nicole was excited about it. If that tells you anything. But that's all I'm going to say about it for right now. But this will be in the January, February timeframe. A really good way to start the new year. It could be. It could just completely flop. But um, we've we've been right. talking a lot about big projects that we're going to be doing for the house. Because um, that kind of coincides with this thing that I'm talking about. Is it another uh, so, cameo porno uh, appearance? 
Bits and Bits is a proud sponsor of the Green Suiters podcast and a distributor of the nation's best router bits for your shop. They feature shank sizes from an eighth to a half inch and have a wide range of diameters of upcuts, downcuts, compression bits, and more. They sell bits for your wood, aluminum, metal, plastic, acrylic, and foam projects, just to name a few. Their bits are suitable for hand routers, router tables, and even CNCs. Each and every bit is slathered in Astro Coating, which is a super secret sauce that prolongs the life of your bits, keeps them running cooler, and keeps the cutting edge razor sharp. If you want to save some cash, use our promo code HANS15 to save 15% at checkout. Head over to bitsandbits.com to find out more. Man, you are so good at guessing. I know. I'm good at guessing that stuff. Yeah. It's, I'm actually going to be part of Ben's OnlyFans page. Nice. hey Hey, Ben's here. Ben's here. Um, so anyways, Sedge, like I said, I'll tell you more about it tomorrow. And everyone's just like, oh, come on. I want to hear about it. I hate it when Mike Coffee does it. And he does it every episode. And I always give him crap for it. I'm like, oh, Mr. You know secretive yeah <laughs> yeah every single time just like oh, i got this I, I mean i can't really talk about it but uh i'll talk about it more in the next few weeks and uh, i got this other thing i can't really talk about it <laughs> so <laughs> that's my that's my mike coffee moment for the evening everybody but um very very so speaking of mike coffee i might be going to visit him here in a couple of weeks hang out for a day work in his shop with him for a day him and his guys <laughs> And then Bill. Is that him. what they call? Is that what they call it now? These what? days, the the call girl service. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna go yeah. help him in his shop. In his shop, he pays me with well. His, with his guys. With his guys, yeah. Oh, hey. Ooh, hey, now. <laughs> ben, what have you been up to? Uh, I just had to sit in my kid's school parking lot for an hour waiting for them to get here. Nice. But, um, other than that which is why I was late for the podcast. Um, just shooting motorcycle content, man. Editing. When's your wedding, next video coming out? Wedding stuff. Uh, hopefully I'll have it up tomorrow. Um, I think I should be done editing tonight. So it, and I, I don't know. How long does it take you guys to edit? Um, or, a video? Uh, yeah. Oh, man, it, it takes depends. me uh, probably 30 yes. seconds. Yeah. Yeah. Chris, get the okay. hell out of here and go do that. Okay. Have it up by six o'clock tonight. Sedge, how what's what's the turnaround time for you guys from the time you shoot to the time you upload? Okay, so don't hate me on this. Or do you guys batch batch shoot? I have it? I have the Wiz as a business partner. His name is Chris Seibert. We shot this last video Sunday morning. We shot two two and a half fit yeah, two videos. Um Chris goes, okay, I'll see you later. It was uh, 1130. Um, he had um to Derek to post by two o'clock. Wow. And there's sometimes it's not just a, like this one was a two, two, uh, two minute, 52 seconds, but he's has, he's had like a half hour videos. He's edited in probably three hours for us. It's, but that's what he does all the time. Even at festival, you know, he's always editing. And he's good at it. How about you, Jason? So it depends on the type of uh, video that it is. If it is uh, a, like an instructional video, a couple hours, maybe. Um, you know, okay, the last video I did, it's a good example. A um, couple hours to shoot, 
couple hours of editing. And that one actually took a little bit longer because I had to like find all the B-roll and everything. But a build video, forget about it. That's why I don't do them. It's so not worth it. That's why I can't even imagine how long it takes you to edit with all the footage you have yeah. to go through and all the B-roll and the clips and the different cameras. And I tried two cameras once. And I tried editing it one time, and that was the last time I ever edited with more than one camera. Yeah, it it, it certainly adds up, and I'm I'm always trying to figure out ways to to not shoot so much, try to be a little bit more intentional. But it's a lot of times it's really hard. I was on a call today, and um, I was explaining how most of my videos they come out in the edit. Like I'll, I'll, I'll have a general idea for a video. Um, like the one that's coming out tomorrow. I, I picked up these hard cases for the motorcycle from a, a dealer, like, um, I don't know, hundred and something miles away. And so that morning I was like, okay, I need to go pick up these boxes. I'm just going to make a video of me going to get these boxes and whatever happens in between me going there and coming back home. That's what the video is about. So I have no idea what's going to happen. In the videos, I have a general idea of like, okay, this is my route. This is where I'm going to be making stops or at least planned stops. Um, but when I'm out and I'm recording, you know, I'm, I'm constantly kind of analyzing everything that I'm doing or everything that's going on around me. And I'm like, okay, would this be interesting to film? Would this be interesting for a video? Would, you know, is this, mm. is this impacting me accomplishing what I'm trying to do? Because those are all elements that kind of help with storytelling. And so, yeah, by the end of the day, I have, I have a lot of footage. Not all of it's usable because none of it, it's not always cohesive to like one story, I guess. Um, Cause some of it's just completely random, you know, but it's, yeah, it's, it's challenging, especially this video where it was all highway, all interstate. So mm. I didn't get off, have these cool drone shots. I didn't, I couldn't set the camera up anywhere. I was just, I was go, 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 go. So it's like, okay, how can I make this interesting? At least for me, because I mean, I'm, I sit there and watch it 50 times, you know, while I'm editing it. But um, I don't know. I'm trying to get better at it from a, from an internal perspective. But I was just, I was just curious, you know, how long your typical videos would take you to, mm -hmm. once you're done shooting to editing to uploading. Cause right now mine's like it's averaging seven to 10 days. Oh God, there's no way. There's no way. If I ever got to well, that point, I would 100% try to find somebody to do it for me. Well, I don't enjoy it enough. If, if I, if I sat down and made myself, I could do it in maybe a day or two, but that's not the only thing that I have to get done every day. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. um, if I'm, if I'm with Jennifer, the only time I edit is when she's sleeping in the mornings. Um, you know, I, I may do a little bit during our time together, but I, I try to not do anything whenever I'm with her just mm -hmm. because it, I have, you know, limited time with her every other week or so. But when I'm with her, there's stuff here at home that I'm not getting done. So I come home and then I have a whole bunch of stuff I have to do, you know, and then it's like, okay, well, what am I going to edit? And it's usually, you know, nine o'clock to two o'clock in the morning or something like that. Yeah. Ugh. Um, but I, I enjoy editing. It's just, I just want to get, I want to get quicker at it. Hmm. So, well, cool. the videos are cool. 
I yeah, just, I, I don't think I could, I don't think I could ever do that style of video and edit it myself. It's just, it's, it's too much. That, that's why I'm, I, I so rarely do build videos and, you know, I, I've filmed so many different projects and got halfway through and got tired of filming it just because yeah. it's, it, it's just such a pain in the butt so much. <laughs> it's, it's oh. definitely challenging. The, the typical consumer of a video doesn't understand. They're just absorbing what you've produced. But when you do videos, say, in front of the camera, behind the camera, you start to really appreciate the editing, um, uh, the post. I'm going to tell you right now, Ben, when you were doing the, that cross-country trek, and I was like, oh, my God, do people realize the drone footage, the stopping and starting and doing everything. And then, then the, you know, the, you know, post-production, but I was blown away at all the drone footage and how you've, you put it in there and stuff like that. It's incredible. But I, but the typical person is just absorbing it. They don't understand it. They go, Oh, wow, that's Mm -hmm. cool. But they don't know. Here's what I'm getting at. They don't know the effort behind it. And shooting it and um, editing it. Yeah. Well, you know, I I hope that I hope that I get to a point to where I'm able to do things from a an editing or storytelling perspective, and people don't realize that I'm doing it. That's what I want. Ah, uh, gotcha. You know, I I want to I want to be able to use editing techniques and styles again to where people see it as something else, but it's really like a transition into something else or a way to to get them to feel a certain way and there's there are certain techniques that you can do whether it's composition and framing pacing all this other stuff all, all these things that i i kind of constantly and being others um but see that's that's the thing that i love doing though is i love to me this is so very challenging intellectually challenging and and that's why i love doing it because it's every every single video is pushing me creatively um whereas when i was doing woodworking videos it was it was hard from like a from like a research marketing perspective like okay what's going to do well what's going to what's going to hit the most people what's going to you know what's the biggest problem that needs to be solved so it was a very technical i guess challenge or problem solving but when it came to editing i mean i would you know, it didn't take me long at all to edit because it's a very easy thing to edit. Mm-hmm. Whereas with this, it's again, every single video, it's like, crap, how am I going to like, cause I mean, I only have so much footage. It's not like, Oh, I forgot to make this cut. I'll just go downstairs, record myself making the cut. And then I have it. Whereas uh, with this, I don't have that. It's like whatever footage I have, that's what I have. That's it. I have to make something out of all of these incomplete ingredients, you know, sometimes yeah. incomplete ingredients. So, but it's it's fun though. I'm enjoying it. Sounds awful. <laughs> I've got I have a really good comment for tonight. Or a oh, series perfect. of comments. Well, cool. Sedge, it's, it's your topic. Developing let's, as we talk. Let's how nice. Let's uh go ahead and hop into your topic. If you want to tell everybody what it is, we'll spend a little bit of time on it. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I give it a little bit of thought. Uh, I was I was contemplating because i okay here here's what it is um 
if you were to choose and you had the option to go back and rebuild something, um, what would you do? What is it? Follow me. In other words, I never had this option before when, because I was building for everybody else. I would build it sell, and it was, you know, commissioned. I would toss it off. But of course we all know how to fix mistakes or anything like that. But also in design, if you could go back and rebuild something, would you? Or if you could, would you? You know, my, Can I go first? Yeah, go for it. So if I'm thinking back, not from like a, I messed this up and I want to retry perspective, but a project that I would like to build again and take what I learned and do it even better the second time. Yeah. That for me would be a poker table, which uh, I was very one. happy with. Yeah. I made one very early. Like that matter of fact, I think that was like one of my first client bills. I made it for a guy that I worked with. It was really cool. I'd like the Pittsburgh Steelers felt on it. Cause he was a huge Steelers fan, but um, that was a really, really fun and honestly kind of challenging product uh, project to do. And looking back at it now, there's some things that I definitely did wrong that I, you know, should have not done the way that I did. But um, I'd like to make that again. That, that's always been one of those uh, projects that I would freaking love to do again and just really get stupid with it, like how intricate and detailed. You know, I would do it. Use really nice lumber and um. That's probably the project I would want to revisit. Cool. Cool. Ben? So you mean this from like a an improvement standpoint, right? Says like maybe there was something about the design, the original design that wasn't as refined, right? And now yeah, I would... Yes. Yeah. Or it could be, oh, man, that... Well, I'll I'll leave it I'll leave it at that because I have something in my house that or a couple of things. So I think I think the only time that I would go back and redesign something that I felt like originally was a final piece was if I if I knew that I cut corners in making it if if I knew that um, that that I I just didn't make it the proper way and it was going to cause a problem that would be the only time that I would go back and remake something. Because for me, I, I think that everything we do is iterative, right? Everything we do. Uh, like this, the desk that I have all my computer stuff on, it's a, a cherry desk that I made from like scraps. Um, totally screwed up. I have, uh, I have biscuit holes like on the front edge of this because I put the biscuits on the wrong side whenever I did it's this. rustic. Six years ago. Yeah, it's rustic. But um, but to me, when I look at it, this is a time capsule of my skill set at the time. Yes. And so I look at it and I'm like, man, you know what? I mean, and the table's fine. It's totally functional, just aesthetically. You know, it's got a couple flaws. But I look at it now and I'm like, man, you were such an idiot back then. <laughs> yes, exactly. You I, know, that's what I'm getting at. And so it's it's like the same thing with with videos too or anything you make i think it's really easy to look back and like and like wince at it you're like oh god i can't believe i did that like when jason mm -hmm. used to use walnut stain on everything i mean hell he was doing that last week you know yeah on walnut on walnut yeah yeah and um 
I don't know. I, I kind of take it with, with pride because again, I look at something that I built however long ago and it's like not perfect. But then I go and look at something that I built recently, like my coffee table. Coffee table is perfect. It's, it is not moved. It's, it's an impeccable shape and it, you know, it's held up design wise, even though it's really simple, but I don't know. I don't think I would want to change anything again, unless I like knew that I just, you know, hacked it and I was like, okay, I should probably just make this out of principle. You know, hmm. what about, what about you, Sedge? What's, what's something that you would, Again. what's your, what's your take on it? I guess. Well, that was really cool because I do have pieces that I built early on. I mean, early on still, I have a, I have a spoon that is somewhere out in my shop that's half carved. And I did it when I was 12 years old. And I have to keep that. That's funny because you keep stuff that has a, a deep memory. I was carving it for my mother for Mother's, mother's Day. And <laughs> it's funny. I don't think I ever showed you this. And you can see it maybe on YouTube. I have a scatter right here. And I opened I was using a gouge. I was 12 years old. And I opened up my hand on it. So that's funny you said that because it's kind of a retrospect. A retrospective of you know your desk and mistakes you've made over the years. I guess I have a few pieces around here like that that I just saved so I could go. Holy crap! I've come a little ways here. Uh, here's my my look back on this or my my thoughts on this. I have a. I, I'm going to say don't wait. That's what I wanted to get across tonight. Uh, two things. I built something when I first got into this house. Marianne threw something on a napkin. She goes, can you build it? Yeah. And you guys know the den that she has off the off the mudroom. Right before you go upstairs, we have the French doors that you go in. Mm -hmm. That's Marianne's room. Sometimes it clutters up, but that's her. In the wintertime, that's her reading room. Well, there's a mistake in there. And I just said, you know what? Forget it. Nail it. Just do it. Uh, Cause I, it's, it's a 12 foot run piece of crown molding and I had to cut it into two pieces to get it in the car to transport it. And nobody sees it, but when the light hits it, the crown where I tried to blend in the roping on it, you could see the gap and mm -hmm. you know, it sucks. It's my house and I see it. Yeah, and you notice it every time. Yeah, uh, and now that I mentioned it, Jason's going to go in there and say, "Hey, look, that's really noticeable." Is, I was already running. I was already running through my head exactly what I was going to say next time we come over. He's going to yeah. point it out every time, but he's going to do it in a different way. Oh yeah! Hey, come over here. <laughs> I love these floors, but that crown molding up there is so. Bad. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna be walking by that room and just be like, "Whoa." What is that in there? Oh my gosh, that is so horrible. No, you guys just be eating. Jason be like, Marianne, this this shepherd's pie is so good. Seth, did you get fix that crown molding yet? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I can, oh my god. <laughs> oh my god, I can see it. I can see it now. <clears throat> and there's, there's something else. It's in my shop, and I don't think I don't know if I got it on video yet. Uh, because I was building it out and Jason was over there and he said, said, can you move the beer? We were talking about my shop. You know, we were talking about it the other day at work too, about you designing shops and stuff. And 
you giving me advice. And I went, oh, I couldn't see the forest for the trees. He said, move the beer fridge or the, the refrigerator I have in the garage. And it does uh, not hold any beer at all, people. No, not at all. And then uh, I moved what I was working on was a Capex stand, you know, a Midasaw stand. And people go, oh, I can't wait to see that. Blah, blah, blah. Well, I thought, you know what? I'm I moved it to the other side. And when I did that, I had that open where I had that opening, that wall. Now I was going to make a, a wall like you did in your shop. But I said, man, I don't want to build out a wall. I think that's overkill for me. And I built a cis wall instead. I built, oh my God, 19 cab, 20, 20 cabinets. And uh, I, before you got on, Ben, I was saying what I was up to. I transferred that old, uh, all the junk out of my uh, old router bit cabinets, 30 years old. Mm-hmm. And I transferred everything into the wall. And I'm like, huh. So I'm looking at the Midasaw stand. I'm going, hmm. And when I put it on the other side, I'm away from the wall. You know, and, and in my head, and this is what kind of spurred on this question, if I could build anything over, I will look at that wasted space going forward. And at this time in my life, I'm saying, forget it. I'm going to rebuild it in the next two or three months. Until Jason says, hey, can you put the Capex over here? That would free yeah. up that space. I'll go, son of a... So I got I got four cabinets I built out for underneath my uh, uh, extensions. I'm going to utilize them somewhere else in the shop. I have a couple plans on that, but I think I'm going to redesign it and build out a uh, a new miter saw stand because I have it on the uh, Capex MFT table because mm-hmm. I can put my CT underneath. Yeah. So I said, oh yeah, yeah, I get that. And I go, oh, wait a minute, it's a little wasted space under there too. So I'm going to redesign all of it and make a new miter saw stand. Why wait? Because I'll go out there all the time and say, I got all this wasted space. I should, over, mm-hmm. I should utilize it more. So that's kind of what I was getting at is if you could build anything over, just I'm going to give a little advice. Don't wait. If you can't, if, if you, if it's, if it's possible, just do it. Cause don't kick yourself and say, Hey, shoulda, coulda, woulda just go and yeah. fix it or just redo it. Because then it's just an eyesore every time you see it. Everybody likes it, but to me, it's an eyesore because I'm wasting and I don't want to do that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I I actually have, I just thought of uh, another project that I would like to add to this conversation. Because of what Ben said about uh, like cutting corners or something like that. So let's go back to my very last actual commission piece when I was, you know, mainly doing client work. Um, not only was it the one thing that got me out of doing client work because of the, it was just not a great experience, but I did something on that project. And there's a lot of factors that led to that, that I have never done on a project and I've never done since. And that was uh, tell a client that I screwed something up and I I did not want to do it the way that they wanted it. And basically what I, what I did is so when we first started talking, I built a desk, right? This, this guy wanted this custom desk. Uh, I knew what he wanted. It was fairly easy. It was based off something else that I had already built. And then his wife got involved and came up with all these great ideas. Oh, and 
Yeah. And I, I also opened my mouth and showed him some pictures of other stuff. And of course they were so indecisive. It was already a bad time to do that. Well, what ended up happening is they wanted the look of a river table without actually being a river table. And so they wanted like this design in the end, what they wanted me to do was create this design, this shape where it was, you know, wider on the ends and then came in thin in the middle and then went back down wider, uh, kind of like an hourglass sort of, mm -hmm. but just with yeah. one curvature. And I'm like, Oh God, I did not want to do it. I wanted nothing to do with that. And at this point I was just so tired of dealing. I was like, all right, cool. I'll do it. Right. So I go to do it. And of course, me not knowing the first thing about build doing epoxy, because I barely worked with any epoxy for that purpose at that point. Um, well, I poured the colored epoxy into the wood. It looked great. Came out the next morning, bubbles in it everywhere. Sanded it back. It was completely ruined. Um, I basically would have had to redo the entire top. And I figured out what it was. I didn't use any kind of like uh, penetrating epoxy to seal it. So what happened is when I poured it and I popped all the bubbles, it was great. Well, when I left and as it cured air from the wood, because I didn't wow. seal it, started to escape up and it was, I mean, it was everywhere. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to have to redo this whole thing. And at that point I was just, I was so sick and tired of this build because I would send them pictures throughout the, the process because they would ask for them and then they would constantly be asking questions and like, can we change this? Can we change? It was such a bad experience. And I basically just got to the point where I was like, I took the easy way out. I was like, look, you know, I'm not going to do this again. I don't know why it did it. Um, I'm not comfortable that it won't do it again. How about we just go with the original plan? And, you know, luckily, uh, you know, they ended up saying, yeah, let, let's just do that. Okay. But I think in the end, they were probably a little bit disappointed because it wasn't, it was what they originally wanted, but it wasn't what it evolved to. Mm -hmm. And while I could have absolutely just gone back and redone the thing again, again I was just so tired of it. I, I cut corners basically, you know, yeah. I, I have never done that to a client. I've always given them. And I always tell people like, take the stuff you're not familiar with. Cause if you screw it up, you know, that's a learning experience. It may cost you some money, but this one event in particular, I didn't want to learn from it. I didn't want to do it again. I didn't want to waste any more time in an already very, very long process. And I just basically sold them on doing it. So if I had to do it all over again, I would have said no. I, I still would have said no. Screw you. I'm not doing that crap. No, but I would have liked to have gone back because I know what was wrong. I, I know mm -hmm. what the problem was. I didn't want to go through all of that that trouble and headache all over again. So you knew, you and knew what, what the right answer was back then. It was just, it was did such after a... I screwed it up. Yeah. 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 But again, it wasn't just that it was like everything leading up to it, dealing with him, you know, from the get go. And again, don't get me wrong. Like they were, they were nice, but man, was it a battle between the husband and wife? Every time we talked, like, I want this. And the wife's like, no, 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 no. This is oh. what you want. And I'm like, oh, oh my Sedge, gosh. I remember Sedge telling stories like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was it was bad. Oh, and yeah. I, that on top of everything and how many like times I had to stop what I was doing and explain what was going on and 
you know, clarify things with them and change things in the middle of a project. And, oh, well, we kind of don't like that. Or we, we think it'd look better if it was like this. And I was just like, oh my God, I am so done with this. Oh, you, you know that story. That got me out of doing custom. Memory. That got me out of doing custom work. I told Mikey, we are not taking that that job if she's mm-hmm. going to talk to him in front of two of us yeah. like that. No way in hell. Yeah, I just this. I I always told Mikey, my business partner, if it isn't fun, we're not going to do it. And we always yeah. had fun. I mean, we had disagreements and we had long nights, exhausted. But man, we just always had fun building something. We always pushed the envelope. And you know what we had? We had pride in what we built. Mm-hmm. And we always made everything right. I actually said to a customer once, you know what you get when you spend the money with us? Because they were a little, you know, awestruck on the price. I go, you get him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they go, what do you mean? I go, he's Mr. Detail. And you'll probably have you'll probably have a lifetime warranty on everything. <laughs> he would go, I hate it when you say that. He goes, but keep saying it, it sells it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I always wanted that customer happy, man. There's sometimes I go, Mikey, I don't think they were happy. And they would call us on the way home and they were in tears. And I go, oh, no, what did we leave? What did we do? He goes, they just ate dinner at the table and they are, the, the whole family was in tears. And I went, mm-hmm. oh, my God. You know, that's a good feeling, right? You did a good job. Yeah. You know, you, you know, on that, on that one project I'm telling you about, I rebuilt it. That's, that's the one part of it that I do miss. I I do miss the interaction with people and seeing when they're really, really happy about something. Yep. Cause that's always cool. Like when we, when we dropped off that table to Mm -hmm. to Leah Hartzell. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then he's, there's their child stabbed Stabbed. by the fork (laughs) right after I, let's get not mine anymore. Let's get the hell out of here. Yeah. Just sitting were, at the, the, I, but they were sitting at their so, island just cringing. They were so freaking happy, man. And you know what? I, I was excited to help you with that delivery just to see that reaction. Yeah. It was nice. Nice people, too. Yeah. Really nice. Cool. Well. Hey, this is Ben, inviting you to join our growing podcast community over on Patreon. As a member of our community, you'll get early and ad-free access to each episode, as well as invites to our monthly group call with the community. Also, you'll be able to participate in the direction of the show by submitting your questions for upcoming episodes. Use the links in the show notes below, and we'll see you on Patreon. Are we going to do some uh, get Zabents? Getting Zabents. Yes, Hans. I've got a, I have a really long one. Oh, I do too. Let's do it. We got a few minutes. Oh, you okay. mean? Oh, oh, you mean the the comment? Oh okay, my go God, Sedge. Yeah. What? Jeez. What? <laughs> All right. So this is this is on Facebook, and it wasn't even a video that I posted. Someone someone posted to one of the motorcycle groups. They they had a they're having a problem, like a mechanical problem, and so I left the, what the solution was, and and that was it. And then this this individual, John Suarez, decides to to respond to my comment, my helpful comment. (laughs) 
Taking advice from a Frankenstein transforming a normal Harley Davidson Livewire into a monster? He can likely afford it because of the number of scribes and hits. We should be so lucky. Um, first off, buddy, I have 493 subscribers. Okay. I'm not even monetized yet. So yeah. let's, let's back it up a little bit. And so I responded with what the normal military response is to when someone says something and you just don't know what to say. I said purple, which is, that's like, that's a doctrinal response, purple, right? So he says, I'm into bikes regardless of color, not into politics. And so now, now I'm intrigued. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. Some, someone mentioned politics. Oh my God. He says, yes, you purple states using air quotes. I was like, what do you mean by that? <laughs> oh my God. What's a it's purple a, state? I know. Well, he explains, he says, Trump like answer. And so I said, isn't that getting into politics? <laughs> he said, oh, all righty then, explain purple. I said, it's a random color I chose to use as a response to your original comment, which seemed like a dig. I'm sorry, Bob, but too late. None of us, no one but us chickens buy that answer. Folks, stop supporting this guy before he turns a Ferrari into a Jeepster. Oh, my God. First of all, that would make a really interesting video if you did that. Yes, it would. Yeah, that would be cool. I mean, like, I. Facebook's definitely the one platform that you can rely on somebody responding back to you. I just like YouTube, don't... they they never come back almost ever. Yeah. But Facebook, oh, they'll just go at it. <laughs> they'll just go at it with you. I just don't like. I don't get it, man. Like, it's my motorcycle. What is it to you? What I do with it or to it? Well, that sounds like a re- that sounds like a real Trump-like answer. With all your followers and hits, calling something purple. What? Yeah, I don't, does Trump say the word purple a lot? I, I don't know. I don't. What, fo- I don't what is a politics. purple state? What's a purple? I, I, I don't know. State? I don't. I don't know what that means. Is that like an independent state. Yeah, I, and I like that he assumes that I'm a Trump supporter. I've I've literally never voted before, so like, yeah. <laughs> He ought to check his hog between his legs. You should have read that comment in a a Trump voice. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know what you should do? You should just send him back a meme of like the whole Trump thing and it's going to be huge. (laughs) (laughs) That's actually really good. What what Trump feels about my YouTube channel. It's going to be huge. (laughs) Huge. 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 Sedge, do you have any tonight? I don't. All right, I although, got a couple. Although I have responded to a couple um, older videos on Sedge Tool, and I just say, hey, good for you. Good for you. We won't say what that really means. Um, <laughs> all right, this first one is on my eight tools I regret not buying sooner. Um, and just to be clear, everybody, when you have a video that does really well, that's when really all the comments come in, right? This person states, and I again, I read this exactly how they write it. Too much anodizing going on up in here. I scored a one out of 10 with the horsehair brush. The only thing in his list that I have or would want. I'm assuming he meant advertising and not anodizing 
<laughs> Here's one for my 12 tools. I never regret buying the very next video that I did, which yes, was exactly the same. And this person states 12 ways to word it different. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that comment. Um, let's see. Here's another one on my 12 tools I regret buying sooner. This person says, why you choose it? Because they paid you to. Okay. Whatever. Um, oh, hold on. I thought that I saw one more. It looks like I'm not going to find it. I had, um, <laughs> this one is kind of funny. Luxury. $130 laser versus a single flush cut bit for $230. Funny. <laughs> uh, okay. I, I don't... Some I, people... I, I, I just can't wrap my head around it. Like, I can't wrap my head around feeling, feeling such a way that I go on the internet and just randomly leave people comments like that. Like, I just can't... My psyche cannot cannot compute that like i don't i can't get it <laughs> this is one of my how to install life proof vinyl flooring <laughs> trouble is click flooring is crap the only vinyl <laughs> <laughs> the only vinyl tile that's worth buying is one you stick to the floor oh my oh my god He's probably the he's probably the one that um, that pocket holes his tabletop together. Here's another one on the same video. I, I really need to go through my comments again. I'm going to watch lots of how-to videos. Then when it comes to put in my or to put my floor in, I'm going to wing it and slap it in. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Oh. When I, I, I answered a bunch of comments, um, I, I don't know, days ago, and there was a bunch that uh, I hadn't gotten to, and I was like, oh, yeah, this is going to be great. And then I've had a bunch more come in, so I'd have to go way far back. But anyways, that, I mean, that was enough. That was quite quite a few good ones. I do have, um, Sedge, I posted using the MFK on Instagram. Yep. Uh, the one when I was uh, doing the trim, uh, flush trimming in the shop. Yeah. And somebody commented and was like, so Matt, here it is. Hold on. So <laughs> the first person says from the background, it's easy to figure out what tools you like <laughs> that. And then this other person comments, probably pretty easy to do anything with $15 billion in tools. Oh my God. Another another comment. Yup, they're overpriced and overrated. And a tax credit, fifteen billion, baby. Yeah. Ooh, have you hidden comments? Oh, damn it! I thought it was going to be something negative. <laughs> all right. Well, that's all I have. Uh, thank you so much, Hans. For... Thanks, Hans. You're quite welcome. I'm always <laughs> here to to help elevate the internet haters. You're welcome, especially for Jason. Yeah. <laughs> or as they call it in in the Deutschland, Jason. Jason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
speaking of the Deutschland, I'm going going back to the was it the fatherland or the motherland? Oh, fatherland. The fatherland. The, the, fatherland. the, the fatherland. The fatherland. Uh, end of May, early June. It's going to be great. Might get Not to go yet. visit the actual Festool headquarters while I'm there. Ooh. I believe it's pronounced Festool. Festool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to go upstairs and put the boy to bed. Okie dokie. Don't worry, Ben. I got the outro today. You do? I do. I did the intro. You're going to love it. Let's hear it. I can't wait. No, Sedge, isn't he going to love our intro? Oh, you're going to love the intro. Is it yeah. like a jingle? Did you, did you guys like make up with this dance with like a hat and cane or something? Yeah. No. <laughs> no, I would, for the outro, I'd just say something, you know, like, all right, everybody, but thank you for giving us your ear holes. Uh, if you want to <laughs> become a patron, make sure you go to patreon.com. And uh, you don't have choose. to say that. It's, it's already in the mid-roll ad. You don't have to yeah. say this. <laughs> it's in the mid-roll ad. Now, now people have heard this twice, and now you have greatly offended them, or even worse, you have bored them, and they don't even know how the podcast ends. Because you're a boring content, it. you're a boring content maker now. That's okay. I love, I, you do I, you. You do hey you. Okay. Yeah, I love Hans. I do too. It's the best. All right. In all seriousness, thank you very much, everybody. Thank you, everybody. Uh, if you want to enter the giveaway, don't forget to go to greensuiterspodcast.com. Go to the giveaway tab, enter for your chance to win. And also we haven't had anybody submit questions on the website in quite some time. We would prefer that you do that because then I don't have to ask on Instagram and then manually type everyone's questions in. So clearly <laughs> people have questions. If you want to leave your questions, please go to greensuiterspodcast.com. And please. don't forget to become a patron so you can join in on Beers of the Boys, which the last Beers of the Boys was awesome. Again, matter of fact, I think that's the most people I've seen in it at one time. Yes. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Middle of that. Yeah. I think at one Good time com- we had... Good conversation. I think at one time we were almost at 30, right? Uh, yeah. The, whenever I came in, I came in at like 7.02 and there was like 24 people in there. It was yeah. wicked. So, and oh it's crazy God. because that's like half of the patrons. Oh, we had yeah. so much fun. Yeah. That's a, I mean, that's a good amount of people and, and they always show up every single time. It's great. So yeah. if you guys yeah. want to come hang out at beers, with the boys, you can be any level on Patreon. You get other benefits too, but beers with the boys is the biggest reason we do it. And it's awesome. It is yeah. freaking awesome. That's, that's why everyone else is a patron just for that. Yeah. yeah. Any level, but if you aren't the top level, then we don't like you and we'll yeah. make fun of you the entire beers with the boys. <laughs> we, don't, we don't let you talk. Yeah. Just like go sit in the corner, yeah. put this cap. We we treat you the same way we treat Patrick. So it's up to you. <laughs> yeah. These are the facts. All right, all right, guys. <laughs> right, longest outro ever. Thank you. It was great. Okay, choose. Cheers. 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 Cheers.